Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. We're so grateful that you are taking time to join us today. And we've got a very special, special guest on today. And it is Pastor Mike Davis. Mike, do you want to just greet everybody and let them know what this podcast is going to be about today? Hello, Karen and everybody. The title is Miraculous Multiplication, How to Receive God's Favor in Your Finances. So I'm I'm pretty pumped up about this. I I believe the Lord just wants this for all of us. I am too, Mike. I am so excited to hear this. What an encouragement for everybody. Uh, and also just a, a quick reminder here before Mike gets started that we do have the upcoming Wealth Builders Conference that is um, February 14th through the 16th. No, 16th through the 18th. <laughs> yeah. We need to get those dates right, right? Yes. Uh, but it is in Denver, Colorado. It's at a brand new venue that that we haven't had a conference at before. It's really nice. Like we're stepping it up, Mike. We're stepping Good. into that favor, right? I am and, ready. Um, Mike is always always there, and he's one of our speakers. And so we just want to really give you an idea of what that conference is all about. If you've not yet registered, uh, you'll want to do so. Go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. I assure you it will be an amazing weekend uh, that will definitely have an impact on not only this year, but really your life. So, Mike, I'm excited to hear about this. Uh, I'll turn it over to you. All right. Well, thank you, Karen. And, you know, I just feel like that God does want to do some miraculous multiplication, not just addition, but uh, we're living in a day where God wants to multiply things and you know, it's in our DNA. If you're born again, if you're a believer, it's in your DNA to be a giver and not only a giver, but to be generous. But I want to talk a little bit today, Karen, about um, grace, maybe a little different viewpoint of grace. And, you know, grace is, of course, we hear it's unmerited favor, but the ability of God coming on you to do what you can't do for yourself. And so, uh, you know, God is kind. God is full of compassion. And he says in Ephesians 2, 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us. God wants to show his exceeding riches of his grace toward each and every one of us through Jesus Christ. So in other words, he wants to show us something that is tangible. You know, we're, a lot of people think when you're walking with God, it's all about spiritual. But, but God wants to show us something that is tangible, something that we can see. So how can we have our finances multiply? How can we cooperate with God for that to happen? Uh, Paul said, I worked harder than all of the apostles, Karen. He said, man, I worked harder than all of them. But he turned around and he said, it wasn't I. It was the grace that God gave me to do that. So, I mean, That's God right. can give us grace to, to do real estate, grace to run a business, grace, fill in the blank. He gives us grace to do that. And But when it comes to finances, one of the main scriptures that I always hear is in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 11. <clears throat> and it says, 
But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And a lot of times the message stops right there. But the very next scripture is vitally important. He's saying this is going to affect your finances, your giving and receiving. Uh, so the very first word in verse eight is and. You can look at a bunch of translations and the first word is and. So he's saying, I'm talking to you about giving and receiving, sowing and all of that. And so what's and? Well, that's vitally connected to the, go the sowing and the reaping. He says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. And if you just read over that, you just look at that word, having all sufficiency, you know, sufficiency means that you have enough. But Karen, I looked that word up in the Greek and it's, I'll try to say it, it's autarkiria. And it's found in a classical Greek dictionary as meaning, are you ready for this? Independently wealthy, needing nothing. Wow. Independently wealthy, needing nothing. That's what that word in the Greek sufficiency means. So in the English, you know, we just say sufficiency. Oh, you have su sufficient funds. In other words, just enough to carry. Just enough. Yeah, just enough. But God is saying, listen, when you give and you receive and you're sowing, that has effect on your finances. But and. Not only that, but and God's grace abounds toward us that we will not just have sufficiency in what our definition is, but we will be independent, wealthy, wealthy, needing nothing. So, I mean, that just is exciting to know that, you know, our giving, you know, Karen, my I have been. uh I was raised to be a giver. We were raised to tithe. We were raised to give to the church all the days of my life. And I did that. And when I got married, you know, my wife and I, we we just said that we're going to commit to 10 to 20 percent of our giving. And so we did that all the years of our married life. We've been married 34 years, but it wasn't until 2014 that I met Billy. Well, I didn't meet him, but I've known him for about 30 years. But when he talked to me about real estate, that even though I was a tither, even though I was a giver, I believed in this, but I didn't have this sufficiency as far as it goes, as far as being independently wealthy, needing nothing. I didn't have that next step. And I feel like, Karen, that so many Christians are givers, they're tithers. And so there's bound to be something that's missing. What is missing? Well, I believe it's this and part. And God is able to make all grace abound toward us. Wow. And so we need to understand this grace. It goes on to verse nine. It says, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He's given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched and everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. 
This grace, Karen says, God wants us to have a revelation of this grace because it enriches us in everything for all liberality. In other words, man, we can be so generous, which in causes us to be thankful to God. Man, I mean, God wants us to be so blessed that our testimony is, man, they're just thankful to God. Well, why are they thankful to God? Well, they're pretty well off. They're independently wealthy, needing nothing, needing nothing. And uh, this is really uh, described in the book of Philippians. When Paul first preached the gospel to the Philippians, he described their condition as deep poverty. Now, it's one thing to be in poverty, but he said the people of the Philippians, he says, man, you guys, you're, you're a hot mess. You are just in deep poverty. You know what I mean? Yet, listen to this. These same believers, once they learned of the grace of God concerning their finances, eventually became Paul's number one financial supporters. Wow, Mike. It, it's just tremendous. And so I feel like God wants us, you know, we've heard a lot of teaching on giving and receiving and a lot of teaching that, you know, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap that. And, and that is true. But this is what Paul and the very next scripture and. And so in Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one and two, this is a passion translation. He says, beloved ones, we must tell you about the grace of God poured out upon the churches of Macedonia. I won't have time to go into it, but he's talking to the Philippian church here. Uh, it kind of describes that in Acts 16, 12, when Paul was on his journey. So he's talking about the Philippian church and the churches of Macedonia. He said, we must tell you about the grace of God poured out upon you. For even during this season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy from the depths of their extreme poverty Super abundant joy overflowed into the act of extravagant generosity. Wow. So he said the Philippian church, he says, grace was poured out upon them. They had a revelation of the grace that I was teaching them. And so they went from deep poverty to extravagant generosity. That, that is incredible. That, isn't that awesome? That, that is so awesome. God wants that for the church now. And I'm telling you, I'm going to live that. I am determined to live that because there's great things inside of us that God wants us to be a blessing and wants us to be a giver. It's going to take finances to do that. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, he says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, there's that city, uh, region again, that no church shared with me concerning giving or receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. So the Philippians, they supported Paul throughout all of his journeys. This is the people that were in deep poverty. That's but incredible. They got a revelation of the grace of God. And, you know, That's I'm just, so good. Karen, I just believe that, you know, it's time for the church. You know, I mean, there's so many people like I said, we were givers. We kept giving and giving. We believed that we should give. And I believe that there's, I believe I can say this, the majority of Christians, you know, who believe in giving and receiving, 
yet they're not seeing this. That's so, so true. There, there's, don't you believe that something's missing then? It is. And it really reminds me of what Billy talks about of understanding transformational versus transactional. Oh, that's and, good. Yeah. And that where you gain wealth is through transactional, uh, meaning you put your hand to something, you build wealth with transactions, which then you're in that position to um, to give away. Right. Which yes. would be the transformational. Uh, this is interesting, Mike, because Dave and I have been in this scripture this week and it's First uh, Thessalonians 4 and I'm just like 11 and 12. I'm in the Amplified but we had not seen this before and he actually made a list and we were talking about it, about how um, it, you know, God has called us to, to build wealth, to, to work. And so listen to this, it says to make it your ambition and definitely endeavor to live quietly and peacefully to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we charged you so that you may bear yourselves becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the respect of the outside world, being dependent on nobody, self-supporting and having need of nothing. Oh, that is good. It's that, right in line with what you're talking it, about. It, it goes right parallel with this, Karen. And I believe the grace of God, we need to have a revelation of that whether it's putting our hand to a certain business, whatever it may be, but whatever it is, it's, it should be causing us to increase in our finances. It should be doing that. And That's so good. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I'm just thinking like, this is amazing information. I'm, 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 I'm totally seeing it, but I think a lot of times we're like, well, how do you practically do this? So we see that we need to tap into the grace of God and not just survive, but thrive, right? Yes. But like, what are some practical steps, Mike, that you can share with us on how to move from seeing it to actually, you know, what I mean is seeing like this is a possibility into um, implementing it and seeing it in the natural to actually change finances. This is what I've been doing personally. First of all, I think you have to renew your mind I mean, Karen, this is a major obstacle because we think we can even say, yeah, you know, if I give, God's going to supply all of my needs. I believe that. I believe that. But there has to be a deeper mind renewal and that, you know what, I, I tell you what, God wants me to be so blessed. And so, I, you know, it's just like, I don't believe Jesus ever had the thought when he was on this earth by saying or thinking, what do I have to do today to make sure God meets all of my needs? There was such a, a revelation of his relationship with the father that he knew he was going to walk in every circumstance that his need was going to be met. Now, I mean, and you're talking about finances being miraculous, miraculously multiplied. I mean, when he knew that there's 5,000 people and we only have a little boy's lunch, that had to be multiplied. And so he didn't sit there and go, okay, man, I don't know how this is going to, he just had faith that those 5,000 people were going to be taken care of. And sure enough, he took a little boy's lunch, he would lift it up to God and he blessed it and he fed 5,000. And not only was it just sufficient for the 5,000, 
it was more than enough. They had 12 baskets left over. So I believe as far as the natural, uh, what can we do? I, I feel like, first of all, we need to renew our mind and start really studying these scriptures out, getting them in our heart, getting them in our soul, because this is the will of God. And once you start meditating upon that, because meditation, I feel like that's, Karen, you know, I my prayer life in the last 12 months has really changed. And uh, I walk around, I'm, there's probably going to be a, a path in our sanctuary, because when I walk, <laughs> When I pray, I walk. I just I, I can sit still for just a minute or two, but I start walking. I told God, I said, man, my feet must be attached to some spiritual thing in my heart because I'm just always walking. But when I'm walking and praying, I'm meditating on things like this. God, I know you want me to, to prosper. God, I know that, you know, I don't want to get into too much of my transparency, but I really start taking some of the things that I'm I'm talking to you guys about. And start talking to God about him and meditate upon in them and thinking about him over and over day after day after day after day. I've been doing that and just knowing that this is reality. Faith is being stirred up inside me because, you know, I, I, I've said this, you know, in, in another webinar that I know God has put things inside of me. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I, it, Mike, you're just being so far out there that I don't I don't want people to think I'm kooky. You know what I mean? But I I just want to be such a giver. And uh, I've made a list of things that I I want done. And, you know, and I told God, I said, you know what? Maybe this is just Mike Davis. But, you know, there's a list of people that I want to buy their house. There is a list of ministries that I want to support. And every month, and I'll just just tell you, there's 15 different ministries I want to support $1,000 a month. There's four different ministries I want to give a million dollars to. Four different ministries. You know, and I'm saying all this, God, and I'm thinking, you know what? I I don't have the ability to do that. So that grace that you you are showing me, you've got to start revealing that to me and supernaturally opening doors and take my little boy's lunch and multiply that, that I can walk in this realm. That's of awesome. blessing people and helping people. So I, I feel like, you you know, we have to step into sonship in a different realm that where Jesus walked in when he was on this earth. He was never concerned about, oh, there's a tremendous need here. Oh, no problem. Uh, I got to pay my taxes. Okay, no problem. We got that covered. There was never a need that where it didn't just meet what he needed. It was always being abundantly blessing to something else as well. And so I I don't know if that's enough practicality that I've told you, but that's where I'm at right now, as far as talking to God and meditating and knowing that it's the will of God. And, And for me to get to the next level, it's not just in my giving and receiving, it's not just in my sowing. And, but I want people to know this, that, you know, because I, I feel like people could say, Oh, so our giving, doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, I want to say the same thing that Paul did where he was talking about the grace of God and sin. And so they said, oh, so we can just sin. We ought to sin more than if if that's going to cause the grace of God. And Paul said, God forbid. No. And so I'm saying this as well. So we don't have to give no more. No, God forbid. I'm just saying that as far as prosperity, our foundation has to be in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I believe it is it is giving and receiving, 
But if we're not careful, Karen, we can turn that into a works mentality. Yeah. And I believe that we have to come back to the finished work of Jesus on the cross. On the cross, all of our sins were taken care of. On the cross, all of our sickness was taken care of. And on the cross, all of our poverty was taken care of. And so I, I just really believe that. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, for you, he was talking to the Corinthian church here. He says, for you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we go, talking about the extravagant grace through our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty, we should become rich beyond measure. It's amazing. So again, I believe it's, he's saying that Jesus, when did he, when did he become poverty? It was when he was on the cross, he gave it all up. He became the curse. He became sin. He became sickness. He became poverty and poverty. He did all that on the cross. Why? So that all of our sins could be forgiven. So that all of our sicknesses can be taken care of and we can walk in health. But also, Karen, so that we can walk in his extravagant riches so that we can be a blessing. Wow, Mike, what a great message and encouragement. Uh, and again, you all get to see Mike Davis at the Wealth Builders Conference. He's one of our speakers. He's our MC. Uh, Mike, your sense of humor is amazing. And um, wow, you just are digging so deep into the word to bring us this. And I know that you've been on a journey because we've talked about it. And I was thinking that you just kind of saw a manifestation of that with this uh, executive rental situation. Yeah. You you doubled your rent. It was. That was a God deal. That really was. It really was. And so, you know, it might not be the million dollars yet or um, those things that are on your heart, but that increase is coming. And I love how you are just sharing with us. Like it starts with your mind, because as as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so for us to see it in the natural, we have to see it on the inside first. Uh, so, Mike, thank you so much for all that you have been sharing today. And I, I want to just give people the opportunity as well. Um, Wealth Builders is a 501c3. And we really at Wealth Builders, Billy and Becky, their heart is to help people to renew their mind in this area of finances and um, in that, we really provide free content all over the world. We have launched Wealth Builders Africa. And so if you are interested in helping to support Wealth Builders, uh, you can go to wealthbuilders.org and you can click on donate and you can choose if you want to help us in Africa or if you want to help us just overall to continue to get messages like this out, I we would be totally blessed by it. And I assure you that it is a good investment for you spiritually to, to invest your funds into a ministry like Wealth Builders, where Billy and Becky are fulfilling the call that God's put on their life to help all of us to prosper. And uh, Mike, I would love for you to uh, just recap this. If you want to pray with people, how would you like to end this podcast today? 
Well, I would like to encourage people to always to be generous. You know, I do feel like that's in our DNA, but we have to renew our mind because your mind is we're not raised in that to be generous. We have to be taught that because it's inside of us to be generous. And so I encourage people just to renew their mind to their generosity, but also just to start talking to God about this grace that we've been talking about. Grace to increase, to be lacking and needing nothing. So just talk to God about this grace and ask him, you know, God, I need my eyes to be open to go deeper into this. Why? So I can be a bigger blessing for the kingdom of God. That's awesome. Mike, thanks again for being on the podcast today. Thanks all of you, our Wealth Builders family, for tuning in. Uh, Billy and Becky send their love. Uh, We appreciate you so much. God bless you and have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.